Oh my god, it's so beautiful outside. It doesn't feel like November. It feels like fall. Maybe fall hasn't ended yet, I think. <laughs> but it's so beautiful outside. Like, it's... The sun is the sun is there and it's just like giving me like energy. <laughs> it's so pretty. Um, yeah, I'm just like thankful for the weather today. I feel like it's gonna get colder soon, so you know, um, it's like you know I'm just gonna take this good weather when I can and just like be grateful for it. I'm continuing my readings. <laughs> Since I have energy from the sun now, uh, so basically, I I'm going through permitted activities related to proceedings. So it says here that bylaw four also identifies those activities a paralegal may undertake on behalf of a client. These activities must relate to a proceeding with the par within the paralegal's permitted scope of practice, as listed above. Oh my God, I'm smiling. Like the, the sun is just like I opened my balcony um and like the sun is coming in and yeah it's it's a good feeling you know oh my god let me go back to readings these activities must relate to a proceeding within the paralegal's permitted scope of practice um okay uh let's see It says, subject to any restrictions on the paralegal's license to provide legal services, paralegals may. Oh, so these are the things that the par paralegals may do. So the paralegals may provide the client with advice on his or her legal interests, rights, or responsibilities regarding a proceeding or the client matter that is the subject of a proceeding. Uh, represent a client in a proceeding before any of the bodies mentioned above, like a court tribunal. Perform any activity mentioned in Section 17 of the Act. Exam example, determining what documents to serve or file in relation to a proceeding. If that activity is required by the rules of procedure that govern a proceeding. Paralegals may also select, draft, complete, or <laughs> revise a document for use in a proceeding or assist another uh, to do any of these things. Paralegals may also negotiate a client's legal interests, rights, or responsibilities that relate to a proceeding or to a client matter that is the subject of a proceeding. And finally, may select, draft, complete, or revise a document that affects the client's legal interests, rights, or responsibilities related to a proceeding or to the client's matter that is the subject of a proceeding or assist another to do any of these. Wow, okay, so these are the things that paralegals may do. Next, I'm looking at prohibited proceedings and activities. Um, it says we as paralegals we can we are not allowed to provide legal services that only lawyers can provide. Um, uh, example of such activities could be like drafting wills or handling real estate. This is outside the scope of our practice or corporate matters. It would be badass to be a corporate lawyer. I don't know though. Ugh. I'm all about like you know grassroots and I love money don't get me wrong but like I'm also about grassroots too so maybe I can find a way to make money and uh, be grassroots I don't know something about corporate like always um 
I was always fascinated by that. Uh, paralegals must not provide legal services to individual in relation to family law. Yeah, so family law matters, which sucks because I've I love family law matters. You know, it's like sponsorship, uh, custody cases, divorce, like so things like that. Um, maybe I would have to go to school to become a lawyer, but I heard that like uh, paralegals in the future may practice family law. Um, uh, they're trying to, uh, I think they're trying to do something about it. I can't remember exactly what the details are, but I think if they would, they, it would be included in the scope of practice. And I think they would have to get certification for that. You see like how paralegals already have like the diploma and the license to be certified to practice. But I think when they do family law, they have to get additional certification. Yeah, I saw that on LinkedIn, actually, and it was pretty cool. Uh, next, I'm looking at determining when a paralegal may act. So it is the paralegal's responsibility to ensure that he or she provides legal services only in, in relation to matters that fall within the permissible scope of practice, as outlined by four. So yeah, as paralegals, we have to be careful that we're only providing services that fall within the permissible scope of practice. We can't go outside of that. Unfortunately, I we can actually work under the supervision of lawyers, or we can work as a legal assistant to lawyers. Like if I'm interested in a family law case, then I can do, I can, um, uh, what is it called? A work as a legal assistant, but the lawyer would be overseeing the entire case. So, so uh, when a client like come, for example, if you're a paralegal and you you have your own business, and a client approaches you and they're interested in uh, gaining your business and they're interested in repre- um, being represented by you. The, when they approach you, the first thing you have to like think about is whether the matter or a task that you are being asked to complete are related to a proceeding or intended proceeding. And then you also have to determine whether this proceeding is within your scope of practice, right? So if somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, you know, I have some family law matters. Can you please look at it? Then you would have to tell them, hey, you know, this is outside my scope of practice. Uh, please, uh, please see a lawyer and uh, or consult legal aid or, you know, what, what, like just uh, see a lawyer for that. You know, unfortunately, as paralegals, we cannot because it's outside our practice. Um And, the, you know, the, proce- uh, the proceeding, uh, also the proceeding has to be listed in Section 6 of Bylaw 4. As I mentioned before, Bylaw 4 details uh, a list of the permitted scope of practice. Um, if a paralegal is not sure, um, they could refer to this bylaw so that they're like 100% sure and they're not like misleading a prospective client. And it says, for example, if the proceeding is permitted, then the paralegal can go ahead and complete the task as asked, um, as long as they are listed as permitted activities in Section 6 of Bylaw 4. Again, so yeah, that's what we have to do. It says, if no proceeding is intended or the proceeding is not permitted, then the paralegal must not take on the matter or complete the task, uh, regardless 
oh this is a bit weird let me actually repeat this while i'm grasping it it says if no proceeding is intended or the proceeding is not permitted then the paralegal must not take on the matter or complete the task regardless of whether the tasks themselves are listed as permitted activities okay um yeah i think that concludes chapter one uh chapter two i'll be discussing uh professionalism yeah and uh that's what i will be discussing you know oh my god the sunshine is absolutely beautiful <laughs> yeah i for me it's like i get my energy like in whatever way i can and i feel like for me i've learned that like now not to do my readings if i don't have the energy or if i feel like you know i need to take a break or i have other things to attend to then i wouldn't re do the readings uh because i think the important thing for me is to actually enjoy the readings and you know um be in a uh, like uh be in a positive mind state about the readings so that way i'm actually you know using my time effectively rather than like forcing myself through sitting through hours of readings and then i'm not even grasping it and i don't even know what the hell i'm talking about and even if i le if i re-listen to the recordings it's not registering right so yeah basically um i hope everybody's having a good friday um it's a beautiful day uh kiss your loved ones uh stay safe and uh all the best until later <laughs>